Well, let's turn our attention to this story now. The National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa isn't happy with the amendments. This is uh, to the Electricity Regulation Act. It was announced last week by President Cyril Ramaphosa. They're worried that since private entities will be allowed to produce their own power, it's of up to 100 megawatts. It could mean less revenue for ESCOM. Pagamile Khubi Majola is the spokesperson for the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa. Pagamila, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you for having me on your show. If ESCOM loses revenue, why should everybody else be worried? Because as far as people are concerned, they can't even keep the lights on. So they technically shouldn't even be making as much money as they are right now. We should all be very worried about this announcement because what the president effectively did was he very cleverly distracted the public away from the burning issue and the burning crisis that we have in our country right now, which is consistent load shedding, which is basically, you know, sabotaging our economic uh, aspirations and, and, and our ability to recover. And instead of dealing with load shedding and coming up with a solution to increase energy supply and ensure that we have consistent energy supply so that businesses can operate. He says that they are going to now uh, effectively allow um, big corporations who can afford to self-generate up to 100 megawatts to provide their own electricity. And what this means in the long term, Kathy, is that basically what you will have is exactly what's happening in the educational system today. It's exactly what's happening in the healthcare system today, where those companies or those people who can afford to access that electricity will access that electricity, and everybody else will be stuck with with an ESCOM that is um, debt-laden, that is um, not operating at maximum capacity, um, those small and medium-sized enterprises that cannot afford to self-generate will be stuck with an ESCOM, which is not providing enough capacity and is slowly collapsing because of its debt burdens from um, IPPs, um, coal, and, of course, um, the now power ships deal that's being spoken about. Pagamile. Are the two mutually exclusive? As in, can ESCOM be worked on to bring stability and better power capacity while private industry and municipalities at that are allowed to generate their own power while ESCOM is also given an opportunity to get its house in order? Do the, can, can the two not exist mutually? No, they cannot exist mutually because ESCOM's biggest problem is that it's got low sales volumes. In other words, it's running out of customers. It doesn't have enough customers. So um, you've got that plus it's it's um, as, as the, it's debt, as you know, which is uh, in, in in running into the billions of rand, uh, Kathy, and is threatening to collapse it. And so it will not be able to service its debt because it will have lost its customers. And at the same time, um, the reason we are having consistent load shedding is because the maintenance which was happening previously is not happening now. And so uh, how how will ESCOM be able to get its house in order whilst 
it still has its uh, obligations to pay its debts. And at the same time, the very place where it's supposed to receive the money to pay for the maintenance, to pay for it, the debts, uh, its debt obligations, that source of funding will have disappeared because um, well-performing municipalities and big businesses are no longer using ESCOM. They are now self-generating. So, NUMSA, the, the, uh, sorry, the, the allegation, Pagamile, that NUMSA is making is that ESCOM has not been maintaining its fleet. That is contradictory to the statements that have been coming out of ESCOM, which say that, in fact, they have been ramping up their maintenance schedule. No, that is, we, we do not think that they, they, they've not been doing the kind of maintenance that we used to see, certainly at the time when uh, Matelo Coco and Brian Malese were at the helm of ESCOM. And we said this repeatedly, even within the uh, confines of the strategic forum sessions that we have with the ESCOM leadership. We've pointed this out to them very clearly, that they are not doing the kind of maintenance that they are supposed to be doing. And by the way, at the time when Matela Koko and Brian Malefe were at the helm of ESCOM, they did not have the added benefit of the 4,000 megawatts of power that came from Medupe and Kusile. Um, Andre Dereta has the benefit of that now. And yet, in spite of that, plus the fact that last year, because of the hard lockdown, there was a serious drop in demand. They were they should have been able to do intense maintenance, and they, they did not uh, fulfill their maintenance obligations. Mm-hmm. And now we find ourselves at the point where we've got very, very high levels of rolling blackouts taking place across the country, which are having right now a direct impact on our economy. And the president didn't speak to that at all. He did not speak to that at all. And I think it's quite disgraceful that we, a whole big hullabaloo was made about a solution which can only come into play in 2025. What happens between now and 2025, Cathy? Are you, as NUMSA, have you been keeping a log of maintenance to be able to counter what ESCOM is saying? So basically, do you have proof to show that, in fact, ESCOM has not been doing maintenance? Because outside of that, it becomes a case of he said, she said, between yourselves and ESCOM. But, Kathy, the evidence is there. The proof is in the pudding. When there was ramped up maintenance in 2017, as I said, with the time, under the times when Brian Maleva and Matilda Coco were in charge, there was a big difference. There was a drastic reduction in load shedding. We know this. Yeah. It's not happening now. So, so I think, so, so, I mean, that aside, we, as I said to you, mm-hmm. in our engagements with management, we have demonstrated this to say that they are not implementing quality load shedding and 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 but beyond that kathy we have to analyze what happened on friday our government is privatizing the provision of energy and claiming that they're solving the energy crisis when they haven't so for some and that economists, is actually at the heart yeah. of, of this issue. So, so for some economists, Pagamile, the decision around the 100 megawatts of power that has uh, now been you know, effectively given the green light, that decision is something that should have taken place 10 years ago. And in fact, they believe that it's come a, a little too late, given how long it will take for this new generation capacity to come on board in terms of the national grid. 
But again, the question that should be asked is um, when these economists make these assessments, they're speaking about uh, an ESCOM which is privatized. You must understand that. They're speaking from the perspective that they believe ESCOM is a monopoly and should be privatized. First of all, ESCOM is not a monopoly. It's a state-owned entity. It's owned by us as the public. And this concept that it is a monopoly and should be broken down is, is quite ridiculous when you consider that uh, it has a strategic role in the development of the economy and in guaranteeing um, consistent energy supply at an affordable price for industry and for the people of South Africa. That should be its mandate. And that, in fact, was its mandate for the longest time until this ANC government came along and decided to spell it off as they're doing with all our state-owned entities. So, so, um, so, so to, the extent, to the extent that ESCOM has failed in supplying enough power for this country. Should business in the in the country, should municipalities who are able to actually procure their own generation capacity, should they sit and wait until the day, which we don't know when that day will be, um, ESCOM gets its house in order? We've been sitting with a problem here that has been about 13 years in the making. But, but Cathy, is the solution that's being proposed going to answer that problem? It's not. And so you can argue as much as you want. It's not going to answer the problem right now. Right now, we have a crisis of low supply of energy. And all of our energies should be geared towards ensuring that ESCOM has the engineers and the space and the time to do the proper maintenance so that our economy can recover. We don't have the time to wait until 2025. And this is why NUMSA is highlighting the fact that we are being misled We are being told that there is a solution when, in fact, there is none. The solution, so-called solution that's being put on the table, is one that guarantees that members of the ANC elite get to enrich themselves while they continue to collapse ESCOM and they refuse to solve the issues that brought ESCOM to the point of collapse. It is the responsibility of this government to intervene in ESCOM, to fix its problems. Its problems can be fixed. They are not insurmountable. The problem is, There's no political will because the solutions will not allow the looting, which is which is carrying on now, to continue in terms of the plan that they set out. So these are the things that we should be interrogating. We are not being provided with solutions. We are being provided with opportunities for big business to reap profits while the masses and the working class. Pagamile, I'm going to ask you to pause there, please, for me. Let me quickly take you to the latest news headlines. Luyanda Maume is standing by with your news. Luyanda, good morning to you. Kathy, to your guests from Eskom, I would say this. You need not worry about Eskom or all of the other failed SOEs. What you will get